And now you're saying, oh, I'm going to expect this to work for me because now I sound like the industry. And it's like, yeah. it, it doesn't even, it doesn't work for them. And you're copying something that is a failing tactic. So last week we kind of teased this idea of uniqueness and, you know, building a differentiation and, and really making your brand stand out. And so right. I think a lot of times when I know I've used this term uniqueness on, on LinkedIn and people are like, what do you mean by that? Is that like your, your, your differentiation is that, you know, your, yeah. you know, what, what makes you uh, different and all that. So I guess, tell us, yeah. What is uniqueness? Well, how do you define that, Steph? Wow, you just like jumped right in. Um, I did. I did. Yeah. Differentiation, uniqueness, onlyness, uh, almost USB, kind of the same, right? Yeah. A little bit. Um, it's one of those things, once again, you, we mean kind of the same things, but in different ways, but it's still the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make like too much of a separation between each other uh even angle you can talk about angle especially if in terms of like creative ad campaigns um and communications you can talk about an angle how is it different but then also in terms of the entire organization like how what's your angle right Mm -hmm. like what's what makes you different why should i choose you why should i care why should i listen to you that's what uniqueness is in a way is it defines why they should care and so then why, why is this so important? You know, especially in, in like the B2B world where, yeah. um, you know, you don't see a lot of focus necessarily on brand. Right. Like why, why is uniqueness so important? If you think about it, every corner of every market is oversaturated with competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's not even like direct competition; it's indirect uh, competition, or or related fields, or just not moving at all for the mm-hmm. customer, just staying put because, like, yeah, actually, I'm good. Um, in that context, you need something to stand out with, mm-hmm. so people recognize you and um, know okay, there's something there that, that is really uh, interesting for me as a consumer, as a person, or as a business owner or um, team leader. I need this thing, and I'm going to go to them because they presented themselves as the, the option that stood out the most. Literally, like you, you have like the, the sea of sameness mm-hmm. <laughs> like this and the classic thing and like you want to be that fish that's like a different color right well and i've i've seen this a lot where you know the last few years i've done all these brand messaging assessments it's kind of part of our sorry for everyone who's done that but it's part of our sales process like yeah. we do this and we kind of show yeah. like hey this is what what it is and like i can't tell you how many b2b websites i've looked at their messaging and i'm like i'll pull up their competitor uh right there on the screen and be like your message sounds exactly like this guy yeah. so or like this company. So why should I choose you when you both sound the same? Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I think one of the things that I've seen a lot in, in the really the B2B realm is like, this is what our, in, 
the rest of our industry says. So we want to, we want to say that we want to sound like our industry. We want to say the same things like they're doing this. So we want to do it. They say this. So we want to say it, you know, and, and sometimes it's not even that sheepish, right? right. Sometimes it's, it's, um, involuntary because, yeah. because we're human beings and the, the evolutionary goal is to fit in with the tribe. Right. You like, it feels scary to stand out. Um, so you don't do it mm -hmm. because back in the day, meaning 10,000 years ago, if you stood out, you're dead. Yeah. Right. Well, and I, I think too, some of it is that like, we have this idea that if our competitors are doing it, it's working. Right. But that doesn't mean it's actually working for them. So you're copying something yeah. or you're trying to sound like something that may not even work in the first place. Yeah. And now you're saying, oh, I'm going to expect this to work for me because now I sound like the industry. And it's like, yeah. it, it doesn't even, it doesn't work for them. And you're copying something that is a failing tactic. Absolutely. You know? And uh, another thing about this too is um, if you don't stand out with how you present yourself, and how you explain why you're different and why they should choose you, then you better make sure that you have the greatest distribution strategy in the world. Yeah. And I say distribution of your product services, of course, but also like your communications uh, mm -hmm. across media and channels. There are like 40 plus different channels, uh, formats that you can use. You better make sure that this is on point uh, because otherwise it's just... Uh, yeah, no, no one's going to listen to you, basically. And right. so once again, like differentiation and uniqueness is that hack. Oh, you of, just used my least favorite word. <laughs> it's that hack of almost not bypassing the distribution side of it and how good you are with it because that's uh, impossible. You right. have to distribute your message at some point. It's just what kind of message are you going to distribute? What kind of narrative? What kind of... What's your idea that you're going to distribute? Is right. it, and promote, is it like, just like anything else or is it going to be unique and is it going to leave an impression on someone? Mm -hmm. That's what you should be looking for. Right. And, and I think too, like we've had this conversation before where uniqueness is more than just messaging. Like we've been using this idea of messaging and communications and, yeah. and whatnot, but it's far more than that because a lot of companies They'll do that. They'll, they might actually invest in having a copywriter write this awesome message. That's like, oh man, they are so different. I should work with them. Yeah. And then I become a client and I'm like, that right. message is bullshit. Like you don't even do that. Like you say you do, but I haven't yeah. seen that in this process at all. So like, how does uniqueness then go beyond just a message? Yeah. Cause if you, you hit the nail on the head, uh, if you just say you're different, but then you're not. Or if you right. say, if you promise something in your communications, your your billboards, your your banners, etc. Uh, but then, like you said, the client comes on on boards and like the experience is trash from the get go. Then it's like, yeah. So you really want to be and do different, right? We talk about this a lot. Not just say you're different. The way you do this. I would say is, a, is through a lot and a lot and a lot of research. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, customer research, market research, and company research, your own company. Um, 
make sure you understand each and every one of those three parts uh, so you get an understanding of like, okay, here's the norm. Let's say it's the market, right? You got this type of matrix, however you want to build it, pie chart even or whatever. Just like look at the norm, pick a direction away from it and go mm-hmm. all in on it, I would say. And that's once again, pretty top level, right? Like this kind of towering advice that's not very tangible, right? But that's what it is. Like just first, you got to understand this. Just look at the norm and try to steer clear. Yeah. That's it. Well, it reminds me every time we talk uniqueness, the, from the movie Elf, there's yeah. a scene where he's in oh New boy. York City and he sees the the placard that's like the world's best cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And he brings like the, the girl that he's interested in there. And he's like, ah, oh, I'm bringing you to the be- world's best cup of coffee. And she drinks it. She's like, this is like subpar. And like, I feel like that's what a lot of B2B brands do is like, hey, we're the best. We're awesome. And like yeah. they try to differentiate on we're better yeah and then like you start working with them and you're like this is the the same or this is subpar this if this is the best then this is a solution i definitely don't want i actually i actually love that example yeah uh that you brought up because there's an element here of like the customer uh Mm. that i mentioned so i i did mention like look at the market right check the norm steer clear now with your example you go into the customer and who they are and what they value or mm-hmm. not. Yep. And what they desire also. And you said like the girl goes with him to the to this coffee shop and it's that it's what is it probably like that brewed coffee from yeah. 2 hours ago yep. from a like American diner, right? So of course it's not going to be the best cup of coffee because it's that's one thing that's subjective, of course. Right. But on top of that, you're like Elf or like Will Ferrell in the movie is presenting the product to an American audience. If we were to make a business analysis mm-hmm. of, of this uh, quirky scene. And so that's where you really need once again to analyze and research your customer. So, you know, as simple as am I talking to an American audience or am I talking to a European one? Right. Cause let me tell you, <laughs> Europeans hate American coffee, at yes. least the way the way it's in that uh, what's it called that big jar or like whatever the coffee maker like that just drips and, yeah, and makes drip coffee and, and makes like a, a gallon of coffee right right Folger and York. <laughs> it's like it's like Europeans hate that shit yeah. with a passion. Let me tell you, my my parents and like they're not like they're not Ita- Italians because we could go even further down and like mm-hmm. Italians will like like shit on american coffee. Oh yeah. And so they when they come to visit me here in the states because I'm from Switzerland um and they're Swiss and they enjoy their little Nespresso cup of coffee that like mm-hmm. you know provides this little layer of foam and it's like the right like bitterness and but sweetness right. whatever. I'm not like I like coffee. I'm not or whatsoever but like they hate it when mm-hmm. when they come here and like I, I almost have to force make force them to drink our coffee that we have here because it's practical and and i've gotten used to it right. but anyway all of that to say this example of elf like he's presenting the product that's supposedly like the best coffee to the also to the wrong audience you could be presenting your stuff to the wrong audience and right. it's not going to connect so that's once again 
the importance of researching your customers so you know also how you can be unique to them not like to everybody in the world because that's just not possible to you're gonna right. have to make choices at some point so you've done this research you've looked at your clients <coughs> you've looked at the competitors the market your own company right how do you like not looking for like here's how to do this but yeah. like what are some examples of great uniquenesses that you've seen yeah um in terms of communication because it's hard to kind of identify uh the intangible right? right in terms of service especially if you've you haven't experienced it yourself we're a b2b branding agency so we're not necessarily but we're consumers too of course right. but like in, in the, as far as the b2b realm goes we're not necessarily targeted by their their ads we're not necessarily like seeing the the tangible results of using the product or service let's say whether it's azana or like mondays and even those like have started to communicate way more to mm -hmm. a lot of a, a bigger audience basically um so those are like good examples still um I'm thinking more like food equipment, manufacturing, all of that. I can't really speak to that. But one good example is, I guess, the the insurance industry, um, the way they stand out. And we're going back, we're contradicting ourselves a little bit because it is about communications here. Um, mm -hmm. More so saying you're different and, and showing a little bit of distinctiveness instead of actually being really different, although they all have their specificities and like, policies and benefits and whatnot those already are different by themselves of course so they cater to different needs and they're unique to different styles of audiences but on top of that what they do with their communications is they stand out with distinctive assets that they distribute over or across uh, multiple channels okay. um one example of that uh is the geico's gecko Mm -hmm. Right. Of course, we've mentioned it in the past. Um, it's an example that's used pretty often. Um, Aflac and it's duck. Uh, we got Allstate that uses not necessarily a, a very distinctive character, but it's this like kind of impersonation of like the bad boy crazy right. guy that, that that shows yeah. yeah chaos that shows like they put him in different situation and stories. They created a whole narrative of like. If you're not insured with Allstate, like this could happen to you, like mm -hmm. mayhem could happen, right? And all that does, all of those does is, well, there's also like uh, Jake from State Jake Farm. Jake from State Farm, right? can't forget him and his yeah. khakis. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like they've been doing a decent job also of aligning Jake from State Farm and his stories with regular guys, but also putting him into situation, I think, with like NBA players, for example, during mm -hmm. the playoffs. Um just to distribute the distinctiveness and the, that's going to create a memory to a particular audience. Once again, right. they knew like, okay, we're going to, we're going to put out an ad during the NBA playoffs. We want people to remember us. How do we do it? We already got this asset that Jake, that's Jake from state farm on top of that. And that jingle. Uh, mm -hmm. And on top of that, we also need to be topical with right. what's going on, what what are people watching at the time the ad is running? So they put like Chris Paul and um, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Anthony Davis, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and like all those guys. Um, that creates that helps create the distinctive 
distinctiveness uh, of the the organization and why people should listen. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here a minute mm -hmm. because you right before you started talking about mascots and the insurance agency, you kind of said like it's about being in like doing and yeah. being different, yeah. not just saying you're different. Yeah. And you just gave us a bunch of examples of like communications and saying True. like, and, and I would almost go to the point of saying like, while a mascot, like you'll associate the mascot with the company. You can like, if you see a gecko, you're going to think Geico. And, and like th there's that association made, which is great. But like, mm -hmm. I don't look at the gecko Geico and be like, I need to go with Geico yeah. because of the gecko. You know, right. like, like, so you, you sat here and you said uniqueness is about why should I go with you? And then you're like, yeah, it's a gecko, you know? Yeah. And and so, so what would be like, I see that that's how you communicate a difference and that's yeah. how you stand out and leave that lasting impression. But how do, how would you, or maybe talk about it this way, what shifts yeah. uniqueness? Like what, what do we hang our hat on and say, this is how yeah. we're different and why you should work with us to yeah. maybe give people a. Um, an example of what we mean when we say right. be and do unique, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, and you're right to point that out. Uh, it's like the the mascots, the characters, the logos, mm -hmm. the visuals, whatever. It's a way to stand out right. in a tangible way for your future buyers. Right. Important to point that out, which you did, and that thank you for that. Um, that's how you hook them in, right? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily hook them in, but at least leave that lasting impression. Right. N then you have to, uh, it needs to lead somewhere right. where they understand, okay, yes, this is for me. It's not just, I remember this, cool, great, whatever. Although in certain, at certain stages and at, in certain industries, that's all it is. Literally, it's like you want to repeat your message because you know everyone's going to need insurance at some point. So right. you just want to leave that the best impression possible. That's why they all have like mascots and jingles right. and stuff. So, okay. Oh, I just had a car accident. Let me go and like, right. you know, well, I mean, th think of Jake from state farm and like yeah. their jingle is like a good neighbor. State farm is there. Yeah. All state is you're in good hands. Like, yeah. um, gecko is always the 15 minutes, say 15%, you know? Yeah. So like, I get what you're saying. Like it, the mascot all, helps you to understand and retain yeah. that, that kind of, yeah. that kind of message. They're all, they're all over promises, by the way, in my they, opinion. They are, they are. <laughs> you're never but but like, like think, think of this, like we didn't sit down and like research all these jingles. We yeah. know them because yeah. we've heard them so yes. often and they've, they've done a great job communicating. Absolutely. Like, and, and I guess I'm contradicting myself because I was like, this doesn't make me want to buy progressive, but the gecko connects with 15%, you know, yeah. 15 minutes saves you 15%. Right. Well, now in my head, it's like, if I want to say 15%, it's yeah. Geico. If I want to be in good hands, it's all state. If I want a good neighbor, it's state That's farm, yeah. you know, like who doesn't right. like, I, I know five-year-olds that know that, that jingle. Yeah. So it's, it's, it gets buried within you, but yeah, it does. It does. talk a little bit about the being and doing different. Being and doing different. Yeah. I'm going to use shift as an example. We, we did look at the industry as a whole. Uh, like I mentioned, the market, how is it, uh, How where's the norm, uh, what do people do all the time and what they don't. Um, the tone is part of it where we're kind of unapologetic. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not trying to be too much uh, in terms of self-righteousness right. and knowledge, name dropping, all of that stuff. Uh, so we lean also, and that's the second part, is looking at the company itself. 
it's people and leaning into what makes you authentic and different, but credible too, mm-hmm. right? But really, where li- where does your authenticity lie? Uh, and for us, it is in being the rebel, the naysayer sometimes. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the yes man. Um, uh, yeah. Now, obviously, with the colors, have to say, like, we do not make a the greatest job at standing out because parts of it too, you want to, you want to fit in a little bit. You Mm -hmm. don't want to be too hardcore in how you stand out. There needs to be some sort of perception of people like you want to, you don't want to think outside the box too much. uh, If I'm to bring this, uh, this expression into the conversation, you, at some point you also have to stay in the box. So people very clearly understand like, okay, this is for me. Or this is not for me. Right. That's very important too. You can't just be like this, this goofy guy that's just gonna try and sell high-level brand consulting right. because, because at the end of the day, people ha- do have certain expectations, and that's as much as you want to stand out, you 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 also want to fit in a little bit. Well, um, and I th- and oh, like with the, with the sorry, yeah, with yeah. the with the customer, um, it's we looked at like who we were attracting. Mm-hmm but also who were our, our ideal customers in terms of who we were attracting. And it fit. Like, you you have this intersection of, like, our difference in the market, our authenticity as a company, and the customer, what they value, and, and who they are deep down inside. Our personalities match, too. And so you lean into that difference so you can be and do different. That's the being different, I guess. And then the doing different is we just looked at what was being what what gets done typically mm-hmm. in like in terms of brand strategy consulting you got this very high level type of consulting where it's like on an advisory level basically right and it's like i'm gonna go and be like the advisor the conciliary to like nike ceo or whatever kind of a dumb example but yeah simple enough um and then there's the other way on the other end of the spectrum i do brand consulting and I'm going to talk about archetypes and design guidelines. Uh, but I'm going to say I'll do brand strategy, even though that's not really the case. You're right. more focusing on brand communications. And I'm going to deliver this 90-page uh, presentation deck or brand book about everything the company is, are, like will do, does, serve, who they serve, whatever. And it's so murky. Like I make it look very important. And in my mind, it is. It's important. And you need to have all the information, right? Right. But then we we identified both of those as not being we wouldn't fit in that right. in those two categories. So we kind of went in the middle and said how can we provide the highest level of consulting with the best possible um outcome for our customers and what they value. What they value is simplicity, focus, mm-hmm. their time their energy, their efforts in understanding what they need to do next in terms of strategy. Um, and so that's why we always deliver a one-page strategy, right? Right. Where we, we develop this, like, wh- like the one-pager says why we're going to win. And we talk about that big idea, that uniqueness, and how to activate it in a way. Well, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because... I was on a podcast a a few weeks ago and they asked me like, okay, talk about brand uniqueness. What is it? And and I gave this example of like a lot of brand agencies out there 
will give you the 90 page yeah the 90 page guidelines of like, here's the colors here's the message here's the the photography and all that and and that's great you need that but what happens is if you're giving that to a founder who doesn't know marketing or you're giving that to you know maybe maybe their company doesn't even have a marketing team yeah they look at that and and we've actually had prospective clients come to us with their brand books from other agencies and say this is awesome. I have no idea what to do no with it. No idea what to do with it. And so uh, I think, like, to your point, what made us, what sets us apart and, and kind of where we hang our hat on our doing doing differently yeah. is are those one-page strategies and how we implement that. And so it's one thing to say you're different. It's one thing to be different. The doing the different is taking that differentiation and actually applying it throughout your company. And so yeah. one of the things I shared with them was like, so how we do this simplicity, mm-hmm. how we activate that, how we make that alive is one, the one page strategies. You're yeah. going to get the 90 page research, everything we do. Yeah. And then you get the one page that says, here's the high level. And you get that tactical, like, okay, step one is this message on page five, take yep. this and put it at the top of your website. So if you don't have a marketer that says, this is our brand message, this is what we do with it, you know, like, I, I just look at our, the template we have for when we provide brand messages to our right. clients. Mm-hmm. Every single one is like, here's how you use it. Yeah. And here's examples of where to use it. Yeah. So this is internal and you should use it to drive your team, stick it up on the wall, whatever. This is external put it in the hero section yeah. of your website, add it to a billboard. Like we give them that direction and that's where the simplicity comes to life. And then we see it in our content where we're saying, Hey, here's how you do this. Or, Hey, here's this complex idea that people talk about. Here's really what this means. Yeah. You know, we, everything we do is like, let's make this as simple as possible. And I don't think what people understand is simple is incredibly hard. Yeah, It is so much easier to develop a 90-page brand book and be like, look at how awesome it is. It's so much harder to say, you don't know marketing. Here's how we take this and make it simple so you can take action on it and actually use it and not take that 90-page brand book, stick it in a filing cabinet somewhere and not see it for 30 years. And you're like, awesome. Yeah. I, I did brand strategy. Uh, everybody was talking about it. I feel great about it because I finally did it, found the time. And then you're like, wait a minute, I don't know what to do with it. Right. <clears throat> that That's that's the whole thing is like how you can be unique, um, be, do, and, and, and say different is not just like you mentioned, uh, look at how you can say you're different, but like the processes, the methods, the final deliverable, it's, it's in here somewhere. Uh, and if it's not like, because there's also something to be said about the processes and like, depending on the industry, you know, the model is what it is and you're going to, you're going to run your business the way it should be run, the way it's understood. Although there can be major disruption. We've seen it, for example, with Turo, the car rental app experience that disrupts the, the entire car rental experience. But those are extreme examples. Mm-hmm. So for the mo- more common examples, it doesn't, ha- like, you don't have to, to do absolutely different. Don't, like, you know, right. uh, pull your hair out. Like, uh, how do I do different? No, just, like, maybe it is insane you're different 
at the end of the day, if mm-hmm. we're being honest. Or maybe it is in like, and it probably is in being different. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. I think it, like to put a, a final note on this episode is really figure out how you are different. Right. Like where does your authenticity lie as a company compared with the market and your competitors and your mm-hmm. indirect competitors? Um, figure that out. There is something there. And then right. go from there into processes, methods. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there isn't. Uh, and that's fine. Then you can still say you're different and use the being different to say you're different. Right. Get those directions. And double down on it. And, and, and state the claim on it. it. Yes. Yeah. And go all in on that uniqueness. Right. Because every corner of every market is saturated. And if it isn't, it's only a matter of time before it will be because that means there's only one guy that's going to make a lot of money. Right. So everybody's going to flock to it, right? Yeah. So just double down on that uniqueness and you'll have a much better time being in business. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Be unique. That's, yep. the, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>